joining me for a coffee with the editor, albeit virtually, is Rafil Way from Prasa. And it's wonderful to have you join me for, for Coffee with the Editor. Thank you so much, Philippa. I'm, I'm glad to be here and thank you for the invite. I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Well, I can tell you that I'm excited for the conversation. I think there's some wonderful things happening at Prasa, yeah. despite, you know, a lot of the bad press. But let's start with some of the things that, that have been quite exciting. So the Mapapani service recovery, it's not the only one that's that's in progress. So maybe just give me a highlight of, of what's happening at Prasa. Prasa, we have been struggling for quite some time as a, as a business, but we have never gotten to a point where we're finding ourselves with most of our corridors closed and we are unable to deliver trains. So uh, we needed to come up with a quick turnaround strategy. With this, this destruction sort of brought an opportunity for us to be stretched, to think outside the box, and to basically rebuild the, the passenger railway line. For some of us engineers, it's exciting because you get to do that in your lifetime, but we understand the implication it has to the economy and to the commuters. So hopefully we are rebuilding it for, for the better so that they get a service that will be much more improved compared to what has been happening. And so there's a number of recovery programs that we have. Mabopane and Central Line obviously are two of the main corridors that we are looking at and, and work has started and it's very exciting work that has started in, in rebuilding and not recovering, we are rebuilding. I think that's that's the message that we are, we are, we are preaching. So what are the what are the, you know, the fundamental elements of, of the corridor recovery? There's also the putting in the OH, replacing the cables, the OHTE, and is there a, a very practical approach to this? I, use, I know, as we said, the Mampapani, but there also is also Cape Town. What are the top priorities in, in terms of this recovery? Yeah. So a, a railway line or a corridor is made up of a number of, of elements that we find ourselves involving the entire organizations, all the divisions. So if you look at the Mabupane to Pretoria line, the distance between the two stations, it's around 40 kilometers. So, but because you've got two tracks, that's times two, that's 80 kilometers of railway line that we needed to rebuild. So what has been vandalized is a total of 14 substations. These are 3,000 volts substations that have been stripped to the ground. Um, a total of 160 kilometers of the OHTE, the overhead track cables, a total of 160 kilometers of that. We've got uh, signaling our train authorization systems, you know, the signals that tell the trains when to, when to go for the entire corridor um, for both um, lines, it has been vandalized. So there's nine signaling stations that we have to rebuild. 23 train stations have been vandalized. Some have been touched. Some, the windows have just been broken just for the fun of it. So, and, 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 and I think for us to then rebuild, we then need to make sure that we protect the corridor as well. You know, bring in solutions that will make sure that whatever we deploy, does not get distracted again. Uh, no one can easily come in and steal or vandalize. So the entire program is made up of 30 projects. There's 30 projects that are currently happening at the same time, 
simultaneously. Some are still in the last stages of procurement. Some are in construction as we speak. So it, it's a lot of work that is happening um, and a number of people uh, have, have to be involved in the jobs that we have created. We are close to 300 jobs that have been created already. People are on the ground. So it's quite a, a massive project for Prasa for just that one corridor alone. And we've got 10, 12 of them that we plan to, to rebuild in the shortest time possible. Is it Mapani that's that's going to be operational by the 1st of November? Yeah, we're targeting to have Mabopane completed um, early November so that we can start running the service in November. That's Mabopane to Pretoria. We're calling it a Mabopane to Pretoria corridor, but because there's a branch line that goes to develop the Medunsa line, we decided to take the opportunity to include that as part of the, the Mabopane corridor. So that's another 40 kilometers on top of the 80 kilometers that we are looking at to cover the major part of the Pretoria area. When we talk about the corridor rollout plan, is that part of the, the recovery of, of the stations? It's not new corridor development. It's not the concessioning aspect that's been included there. So at this stage, um, when we're talking corridor recovery, is, is the corridors where suffered theft and vandalism. So uh, we are not at this stage looking at, at the extensions or the new corridors. The corridor rollout plan, it's looking at recovering the corridors that were functioning before the lockdown. All right. And then let's talk about Cape Town. Can we? Yeah. We can. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening there? Yeah. It seems like there's a, a little bit of to and fro. Is there is there progress? Yeah, it's 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 not really to and fro. I think it just it's more of you know the democratic country that we live in. Unfortunately, in Cape Town, we 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 are, we have people that have moved into our property on top of our tracks. So when the president announced that the central line, which is one of the biggest corridor in, in, in Cape Town, it was servicing people that really needs the service. So when, when he announced that we'll be rehabilitating that, we started working on it from scratch. But at the same time, um, you know, we had people that were presiding and some people moved into the corridor. So now we're facing that to say, removing those people will not be an overnight thing. There are processes that we have to follow. We were granted approval by the court to, to have the communities be moved from the tracks. But obviously that comes with, with other implications. You need to find land for them to move into. It needs to be developed. So we are going through those processes first. And we, we don't want to be putting the, the system back on the entire central line before we can remove, especially in those areas that they are there. So because we are agile, we understand that people need the service, we are looking at other means and ways on how we can still cover most of the central line and leave those affected areas for later when we have eventually managed to relocate the communities that have settled there. So there is movement. We should be seeing construction happening in Cape Town soon. The plans have gone on par with the Mabubane one, just that the Mabubane did not have the challenges that Cape Town had. That's the main challenge with Cape Town. But we will try and we are, we are basically looking at ways on bringing back where we don't have those challenges in the central line still. 
we've got Gauteng resignaling project that is ongoing. What is happening with the signaling project in Durban and Cape Town? Okay, so we've got the resignaling project that has been ongoing for the last, I think, six years or so. I think there were three companies. We had one for Gauteng, the one for Durban, and the one for Cape Town. So the one for Cape Town, I think it was affected mostly by the vandalism and the issues that are happening in Cape Town where, you know, you will install something today, the next day it will not, it will be stolen. So it became quite a challenge for that contract to continue. And we had never planned for all of them to last six years plus, but because of, you know, the challenges that we've been having, we needed to look at there has been now we want to see if we can extend the Cape Town one so that we can continue. But I think those are discussions that are happening internally. I can't maybe go more into details with those. The Devon one, unfortunately, that one, we, we might not be in the process of extending. We are looking at going out and getting another service provider to go and resignal Devon because the system that we're using is, is more obsolete and we need to find a system that we have space for to, to maintain it. All right. And then something that's that's kind of very close to, to my heart in terms of the rail industry and stimulating you know, jobs directly in the rail industry. And that is the opportunity for some of the lines to be concessioned, as was what was mentioned in the President's Economic Recovery Report. Um, is there any further um, movement on that or is it just all hands on deck to recover the system as it is? For Prasa, it's hands on deck to recover the system as it is. We are obviously acting on behalf of the Department of Transport. So those concessioning discussions will have to come from our department to us. Yes, there is some discussions on whether there's feasibility to look at new lines that can be constructed and concessioned, but they are sanctioned from the department because we are basically executing the, the mandate from the department. So if that instruction will have to come, we will then be involved as, as PRASA in, in checking viability through whatever means as instructed by them. Thank you for that. That was, I think, I think a lot of it comes from the Department of Transport and is not necessarily out of the master plan of, of PRASA. It's, it's all integrated. Yeah. yeah. So your new trains, they're going to need exciting. stations. It is exciting, but they're going to need yeah. stations and they're going to need depots. How, yeah. how is that process going to be managed? Is there going to be a fast track of ensuring that these magnificent trains are actually able to go into a depot, be maintained, turned around, you know, that kind of state-of-the-art maintenance or predictive maintenance process that goes with that. So are you in that process? I know timelines have been pushed out, but where are you with that? The first depot that we, we started modernizing, um, we had a, a program of modernizing our system which unfortunately has been interrupted by the situation we find ourselves in. So the Volmartin Depot in Pretoria was one of the depots that was modernized for the first phase for us to be able to carry out some corrective maintenance on the trains. So we have started there. That's why the trains have, have staged there. We were able to run the Mamelodi line, the Pinasport line, using those trains, and they were being maintained in Volmartin. And they are still currently being maintained in Volmartin. And that's why you will see that majority 
of our new trains are staged in Volmartin. So we have a, a plan on modernizing the other depots, Bramfontein and the depots in the coastal region so that we can start moving more trains to the coastal regions and start moving them out. Uh, it has been uh, affected, it has been interrupted by the challenges that we've been having. But I think with the approach now, we, we need to find ways on how do we accelerate and how do we use what we have to enable you know, us seeing those trains running. So there are programs internally where we are going around the provinces to check on capacity to store the trains, the works that can be fast-tracked so that at least we can do some maintenance on the train. So those are there are options as part of the recovery. That's why we're trying to move away from recovery to more, more to rebuilding because we don't want to put back what was there. We want to be rebuilding. So when we look at a corridor like Mabopane, Volmartin is, is in the route between Mabopane and Pretoria. What is it that we can do better for the Volmartin depot that is in the way to try and, and make sure that it is more safer? So we are exploring those opportunities as they arise, as we rebuild, but we do have a dedicated uh, program that talks to depot modernization. That I think that's the one that you're saying has been pushed back, but we are finding ways on how do we leverage and you know the quick wins the things that can be done because already we have moved our trains to the coastal areas we want to start running them there and if we do that we need to make sure that we can maintain and sustain them do you want to discuss anything that's in the pipeline that we haven't already discussed something else interesting that we are doing especially on the security side if you look at most rail railway companies around the world security is very critical because as we move to more a digital society, you know, we, we need to make sure that security in all aspects of the organization is covered. But what we are doing is we are introducing a walling solutions. We want to close off our, our system. Yeah, so the walls that we want to bring in now are slightly different from what we had, slightly different from what you will see from your how train. So it's walls that will make sure that, you know, we reduce the number of people crossing the tracks that end up being hit by trains. It's wall that, you know, should be able to tell us when something is coming too close to our track. So there's a number of things in the, in the security space that we, we are bringing in to make sure that we don't find ourselves in the same situation. The cables that we are bringing in, we are reducing the copper content as much as possible replacing it with equivalence. And we are doing this intentional. With all the rehabilitation works, we are looking at non-recyclable material so that, you know, obviously they don't come back and, and, and go sell them for scrap. So, and that's a, a very dedicated and inten intentional approach. So, you know, to ensure that you, we don't find ourselves in this cycle where we put and someone comes and take back. So maybe that's why certain things might be taking slightly longer than other people who have appreciated but we need to ensure that whatever investment that we get from National Treasury is used in an effective manner and is protected for the use of South Africans. Thank you very much, Rafilwe, for joining me for a coffee with the Enditsat. Yeah, I wish you guys the best. It would really Thank be you. incredible to see PRASA back in business. Rail is yeah. the backbone of our economy. It moves people. It's it creates jobs and we've got to grow. I, I completely agree. And I think we are on track in, in making sure that we, we do exactly that. It lives in us. We understand that we've got a big task. And I think we are on the right track in making sure that we start bringing back our services. Mm -hmm.